and you welcome can't make me. to our podcast. Just talking to the freaking mic, Mike. That's it. That's all so you gotta I'm, do. I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood either. You know what I noticed about putting our clips on TikTok? What? When we have any kind of interaction, that's mm-hmm. not like um, just perfectly straightforward. I love you. You love me. Uh-huh. People think we hate each other. I, that's very funny. Because that's what strangers do. Yes. Strangers will see 30 seconds of a relationship yeah. and say, let me analyze your whole relationship. Right. And I know everything that's going on in both of your lives. And I know how you two have been with each other for the last... Forever. For the last... How many years have we been together? 10? It'll be 10 in February. <laughs> Imagine seeing... <laughs> Imagine seeing 25 seconds of me and you, or let's give them the benefit of the doubt, 45 seconds of me and you Uh and being like, I think that you two really need to, um, couples therapy, Yeah, you know, yikes, yeah, yikes, put your phone down. Zoe, you look beautiful today. Thank you. So you look beautiful every day. You got a real fucking, um, 21st century Lois Lane thing happening. Thank you. Lois Lane also much cooler than Superman. Yeah. Superman, agreed. multitasking. Multi, multitasking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was about to ask a bunch of questions about Superman and questions that I'm sure have been answered a thousand times already in uh-huh. the lore and in the comic books yes. of Superman. Uh-huh. And the more I asked myself if I wanted to ask the question out loud, I was like, wait a minute, I have no interest in it. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the day. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to our podcast. I'd like to point out right at the beginning, right off Jump Street, that there are a couple main ways to support the podcast, if jump, you'd like. Jump, Everybody wanna? I can't wait to talk about you interrupting me in couples therapy. <laughs> <laughs> And I hate these headphones. So if there's anyone who wants to sponsor us, hit H H me up. Do you right see it top. going in and out or do I just hear it because my ears are wet? No, it might be because your ears are wet because you didn't clean them. But are you all the way? Protected? I just showered. I just cleaned them. I just got out of the tiny room where you clean them. Is that better? No, it has nothing to do with testically what's happening. It's, <laughs> it has to do with the wetness of my inner self. You guys, right off the jump, uh, anything Mike Falzone, you can find on MikeFalzone.com. If you want. If you want. There's two main ways to support the podcast. WAM, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash WTOP, or welcome to the podcast. Should have memorized that by now. There's a link to it somewhere. Go on Patreon, look up our podcast, boom, there it is. Probably a link under this video or whatever. Sure. Um, Also... We have uh, WTOP.clothing mm-hmm. where you could buy a t-shirt that would support the podcast. We're, we got some helpful feedback from Lexi, uh-huh. uh, one of our social manager manieres. Yes. <laughs> she points out every time I say something wrong, uh-huh. but I would like to point out that she is one of our two social media manieres. <laughs> uh and so we're going to make a black t-shirt with the Welcome to Our Podcast logo on it. Uh-huh. Also, I have a couple other ideas I have to hit some of our designers about. Designers. Um, but those are the two main ways. That's great. I oh, love this. Or you could just send us a bag of money if you want. I mean. It's not safe. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no, but it is not safe. Yes. Um, I wrote down a bunch of things to talk about today. Okay. But before that, I want to ask you if you have anything that you want to talk about. I uh, I had lunch with uh, lunch brunch and a lady date with uh, Rachel Vaughn Rogers uh-huh. yesterday, and it was just so nice to like sit and talk with her, and she's just she's really great. And we started talking about you know how sometimes just hearing that you're doing a great job, even when you don't feel like you are, uh-huh. feels. So nice. Because those two things can be separate. You could be doing a great job and not feeling like you're doing a great job. Right. You did a great job. You did a great job. And um, and it's so true, you know? And for, you know, it's really nice knowing, like, another female who owns her own business and does all of these things and is, like, on it so much so. 
it's just really refreshing to like kind of like get some feedback from someone like that because she's just she's on it always you know even when she's like breaking down and doesn't feel like she can go anymore she just finds the will and just does it you know and it's 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 nice to see that you know I don't know. It was just really nice. I had a really nice day with my friend Rachel. Mm-hmm. So shout out one time to Rachel Von Rogers, guys. One time. One time. And he's late on it. There it is. <clears throat> one time. <laughs> Listen, I'm not always on it. Yeah, but you you are pretty much like you are pretty much on it. The drum sounds. Oh, no, I'm saying, I, I was saying just like workflow stuff. Oh, no, I know that. <laughs> I feel productive as fuck. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, man, cut half the friends out of your life and stop smoking weed. And you'll fucking, you'll be on it too, player. Yeah. I haven't, um, I kind of stopped smoking weed just because. Uh-huh. And then I, the more days that pass, mm-hmm. like I don't have a problem. Right. I could do it tomorrow if I wanted to. Right. But the more days that pass, I'm like, why not go another day? And now it's been like weeks. Yeah. A few weeks. Yeah. And I normally I, I would smoke to give myself a little bit of a give my brain a little bit of a break from all the things that I've been thinking. Mm. But now I just kind of think the things that I'm thinking and then I act on them. And sometimes that results in being really productive. The only thing that remains is that I get like super fucking tired in the middle of the day. Yeah. I responded to, I have two friends shout out two times. Two times. One, two. Pew, pew. Two. Uh, My friends, uh, Harper Rose and Gabby Lamb had a show the other night where they didn't feel like they did very well. Mm -hmm. They're stand-up comedians and they gave me a... Instagram video DM, a VDM. Um, and they just asked me my opinion on something. Mm-hmm. And I hit them back at like seven o'clock in the morning or something like that. And the first thing they said to me back was, why are you up so early? <laughs> and I was like, it's 7 a.m. Yeah. I'm like two hours late from where I we're normally at. Yeah. Um, so I think because of that, I get fucking super tired around two or three o'clock. So I'm going to figure out, I know I'll I'll get a lot of comments about naps and the science of naps and that's great, but naps could go kind of either way. I can't do the 20 minute nap thing. That's a waste of time. If I'll take 20 minutes getting ready for a nap. Yeah. Yeah. Unfolding a blanket will take me 20 minutes. I cannot nap for 20 minutes. If I'm going to nap in the middle of the day, it is a full blown slumber. Yeah. Yeah. So normally if I do take a nap, I'll sleep for like two and a half hours uh-huh. and then I'll get up like this. <laughs> like somebody looking for their, their eyes yeah. <laughs> and then I'll scramble for, uh, for coffee on my way to do the next thing that I'm going to do. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about yesterday while you guys were having a nice lady date. I kind of did that artist way artist date thing. Nice. Shout out Jamie one time. One time. Jamie Pierce. Oh, well, yeah. One base hit for Jamie. Surrounded by boss benches. Yes. We should do another t-shirt that's, it's boss bench instead of wet bench. Uh And instead of dripping wet, it just has like pencils and pens on it. Yeah. (laughs) Notebooks. It's a bench with a notebook on it. It says boss bench. What's happening? My hair got stuck in my. It looked like you were attacking yourself. You have another bee stuck in your head? It felt like it. Anywho's. So... I woke up, I was a little productive, and I've been so, okay, mm, thousand ways to start the story, and it doesn't, they all end the same yes. way, it doesn't matter. Uh, I had a day that was primarily by myself, mm-hmm. and the sequence of events just worked out perfectly. Uh-huh. And the more I think about it, the more I would describe yesterday as like the perfect work day. Uh-huh. Maybe not the perfect work day, but the perfect weekend work day uh-huh. is a Sunday. Uh-huh. So you're not like in Monday, Tuesday mode. Mm-hmm. I was kind of in weekend mode and I was yes. like, I just kind of do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. 
and that just happened to be a little bit of work. Uh-huh. Can I? I'm having like a, a time right now. What I is happening? Do you want to describe I have what's happening? In my eye. Uh huh. And it's like killing me. Yeah. So keep going. I'm what listening. do you think? It, I'm so distracted though. I know. I'm so sorry. I don't know if it's a piece of lint. Let's play the inter- intermission music. One time. She's distracting. She is wildly, wildly distracting. When she's distracting, I feel like uh, cake. Something's in your eye and it is hurts it out? so bad. And it's just fucking your entire life while you're podcasting. You hate it so much and you can't do nothing about it because you don't have the mirror and help mirror in the podcast room. Just get out my eye. Get out of my eye. I can't see a thing. Get out of my that's fun i didn't feel interrupted i felt distracted sorry keep you going. look beautiful Thank nonetheless you. how do you tear up so much and have none of your makeup run what kind of mascara do you use uh I can't remember. Okay. So anyway, called. I woke up. It's Maybelline. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, it might be. Do you think the first iteration of that commercial was it might be Maybelline? <laughs> what do you think she's using? Maybelline? Probably and it had Maybelline. A <laughs> <laughs> Most likely Maybelline. <laughs> anyway. Uh, sorry. I you woke had up. the artist way. Yeah. Kind of day. Yeah. Uh, I woke up and I... I uh, I've been reading that Draplin book mm-hmm. and the Draplin design company is just like this fucking awesome design company. They're the ones that do the, the field notes, notebooks, yeah. as well as many, many beautiful designs that you've seen over and over again. And I was reading that book and I just flipped through it cause it's like a coffee table book. And normally just for inspiration sh- sake, sorry, Lexi, I will open up to a random page and I'll just leave it open. And then if I'm bored, I look at something and I'm like, I can make something. And uh-huh. then I'll go make something. Right. And the page that I had it open to was like, always have a record uh, playing in the studio. Mm-hmm. And we have this record player behind me. I don't know if you could see it. It's like an all-in-one record player from the 60s. Am I pointing to it? Uh, yes. And it, it's... It's not like a uh, hi-fi record system. Uh-huh. It's like a record that would be played alongside a science film strip in a classroom in 1967. I think it even has like the AV number uh-huh. written on it. But uh, I got it from somebody who refurbishes that kind of shit. And he was like, dude, it'll last forever. So just have it. And it's perfect for this room. I don't need a... I'm sure it would be lovely to have a beautiful stereo... Hi. Wi-Fi Hi. system. I know, but we're all doing our best, aren't uh, we? Hi. Yeah, but the stereo systems like that are too much. It's too much work. Well, you. It is. It's just a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um. There are people who do it beautifully. Like sure. Dean Del Rey has the most minimal stuff and the most maximum sound. Yeah. Uh. But I don't have money like that. Mm-hmm. Or people who listen to my rock and roll themed podcast that will. Uh, send me shit. Right. So we have what we have. Right. And before the pandemic, I sold all 90% of my record collection. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of things that motivated that. Um, got a bunch of cash for it. Dude, I got it. I didn't tell you this. Got a bunch of cash for it. Um, but also freed up a lot of space because my records were taking up space and mm-hmm. they were kind of they were not played more often than they were. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me have the fun and half the thing that motivated me to buy records in the first place was going to the record store and like flipping through stuff, maybe having like a small shopping list of, of what I wanted. Right. And that's my favorite, like yeah. looking through the stuff for the stuff mm-hmm. and the stuff you find on the way to the stuff right. and the stuff you take a chance on just cause the cover looks cool. Yeah. And, um, How all many of times that. did that fail. 
You know, I don't do it often, <laughs> especially now because yeah. the main motivation is to like not clutter as much as possible. Right. Um, but I did have three things that I wanted yesterday mm -hmm. and I went to two places. I went to CD Trader in Encino on mm -hmm. Ventura mm -hmm. and they had one out of the three things that I wanted. Um, and I think that was, what did I get there? I got a Mac Miller record there swimming fun because when I was getting my final space tattoo from George, he had Mac Miller playing in the background. And I was like, I tried to take a chance on one Mac Miller record after seeing his tiny, tiny desk concert. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't the vibe of the tiny desk concert. I got the wrong record mm -hmm. and I didn't like it. And I was like, I don't think I like Mac Miller. Mm -hmm. And then I was listening to it with George and I was like, fuck, I think I, I like him a lot. Yeah. And most of the stuff that I heard with George was off that record, off the swimming record. Nice. And so I got it. And, uh, and that was great, but I was bummed out that I didn't get the other two things. So I went to the place where I sold my record collection and oh. that is freak beat records, which is like the second record store aside from Amoeba uh -huh. that I ever went to when we moved here. Right. And when I was having nine years ago, when we moved here and I was having lonely boy days oh. at all times, yeah. I would go there and I would come back with. Fifty hundred dollars worth of records. Yeah, and I would come and I would, you know, fucking play Grand Theft Auto and listen to records. Did you find any of the records that you sold back? No, but so two things. One, yes. I found everything on my list that I was looking for within five minutes of being there. That's nice. And that store is like a quarter of the size of the other store. Yeah. Um. Both stores are awesome. That place is a gem, though. It's so fucking... If you're anywhere near here, Freak Beat Records on Ventura, mm -hmm. the guys who run it are like the exact... They're like older. Yeah. And they've just been in it yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And they're in a good mood most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. I've and seen also them in a bad mood, in a mood like maybe twice. <laughs> but, it is bad. But when you go to a record store and they're in a bad... They're kind of supposed to be in a bad mood. Yeah. And... uh I don't know what that is, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love when they're in a good mood. I love when they're in a bad mood. And um, and I love interacting with them. Mm -hmm. So they're the people I sold. So I was looking through shit. I found everything I wanted to in five minutes. I walked him up to the desk and I was like, I'm kind of bummed out because I found everything that I wanted to find in five minutes. And he goes, well, you're like five bucks under a hundred bucks spent. If you spend a hundred bucks then uh, you get a discount. And I'm not twisting your arm to get something else, but if you want to spend a little bit more time and get, you know, even something that's $6, we can give you a, a it's like 10, 15% discount on everything. So I was like, fuck yeah, man. I love looking through stuff. Let me look through stuff. So I found one of the, I bought a new version of something that I had sold back. I think, let me go over everything that I got. I got, Foo Fighters, The Color and the Sound. Great. Which was like the big, that's the one with like Everlong and Monkey Wrench and like all that shit. Mm -hmm. Like things I would learn to play on guitar when I was like still taking guitar lessons back mm -hmm. in the day. Awesome record. Parachutes by Coldplay because you could just let the whole album play. Mm -hmm. And that thing is ridiculous. That album literally brings back. Yeah. So many if, if you know a 36 to 38 year old, there's a lot of memories associated with that. With that, yeah. Album, whether they say they like Coldplay or not. Yeah. Um, so Foo Fighters, Coldplay. I got new John Mayer and heavier things John Mayer. Mm -hmm. And I got uh, the first, I think it's the first Harry Nilsson record again. Fun. I had all of them, sold all of them back. But it was... Harry Nilsson's one of those guys where you could find his record for five bucks. Uh -huh. And so I got that. And that's the one with one on it. And uh, everybody's talking about me. I hear words they say Only the echoes of my mind. Which he didn't write, but he did make famous. Yes. Because voice of an angel. Sweet, sweet angel. Sweet, sweet. One, two times. And I think that's pretty much all I got from there. Also, I got this fucking record box, which is like the perfect size. I don't want to show it because I kind of want to do a video where 
I go over all my records that I have now mm-hmm. that I have like 40 of them. Uh-huh. Maybe less, actually. It's got to be less than 40. I think it's less than 40. I, yeah. I don't know if 40 records fit in that fucking box. No. But that's good. Everything is fucking contained. It's contained within it's like a vintage box. Space, yeah. But the dude, number one mostly angry dude who's there, was yeah. having a conversation with another valued customer uh-huh. that it kind of, I got the vibe that they hadn't seen each other in a while. Mm-hmm. And the customer was like, how have you been doing? How'd you do with the pandemic? And it was interesting to hear them tell their whole story. And he was like, a lot of people sold so fucking weird and serendipitous that this conversation happened. And he was like, a lot of people sold their entire collections. And I'm looking at stuff that came out within the past five or 10 years that's just out of print. And so we give people a lump sum for their collection. And I'm looking through stuff and I'm like, something that they bought, they pointing to myself bought for 35 bucks that is no longer in print that you look up and it's selling for like hundred, $150, you know? And I just know that I had so much of that stuff because I would go on like record store days or something that I wanted from the nineties mm-hmm. that would come out and be like one of, I don't know, a thousand or something. Well, I remember when you sold everything and I got sad and I was like, why did you sell it? You know? And yeah. it was just like something that you were like, so I sold all, all the records today. I'm like, for what? Space. Yeah. But like, it's not okay. So here was my, I think we probably talked about this on the podcast as it was happening, mm-hmm. but the act of going to the record store mm-hmm. and looking through the stuff. And even when I had nothing on the shopping list, mm-hmm. You know, perfect examples. Like I had, I watched that Harry Nilsson mm-hmm. documentary a thousand times. Who is Harry Nilsson? Mm-hmm. And then I would be like, I would go to the record store and be like, I need to find all of his records. Yeah. And a lot of them were like six, seven bucks. So I would go there and then I would find like an unreleased fucking Nirvana album mm-hmm. or something. Muddy Banks of the Wishkosh, shout out two times. Mm-hmm. And then that would be like, you know, one of those things that you could sell five years down the road for like fucking $300 or right. something ridiculous. Right. Like I had Incubus Morning View on vinyl. Such a great. And I have no idea. They don't even have an Incubus section in the record store. So you know that that was one of those things. Yeah. You know, Incubus fucking Crow Left of the Murder or whatever it was called. Right. That's another one of those things that I just don't know if I'll ever find. find. Yeah. Um... And those are just random examples like that, that I can't believe I sold that black star record that was like, especially printed, but whatever I did what I did. And I did it because when I was buying a lot of records, when we moved here, I was sad boy Johannes. Mm -hmm. And I just know that like, it brought me so much joy to like go and find that stuff Mm -hmm. that if I can contribute to like, if somebody else is in that position and they go to the record store because they have no fucking friends or life mm-hmm. and they go and they find this stuff and it brings them the joy that it brought me. And that's why I was okay with selling a lot of that stuff because I was like, it brought me the joy. And now I could potentially give that to somebody else or make somebody a lot of money, which maybe they'll blow on drugs or whatever. Alimony payments. Hopefully. Yeah. And, uh, and the cycle starts again. Yeah. So now I go and I shop with a couple goals in mind. I'm like, I don't want to overwhelm the apartment. Mm-hmm. I, but I want to have a record on while I go home and work. Right. So I got my three or four records and I came home mm-hmm. and I started drawing art for the Extra Sauce show. Fun. And if you're in LA on Wednesdays, Extra Sauce, 9 p.m. at the Comedy Nook on Melrose. Slam. And I came and I put on the Heavier Things record. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just was drawing the flyer. That's fine. My friend Veronica K was on the flyer. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just feels like I'm um, making like a punk rock tour poster. And those two things combined. And then I got tired. I tried to go to sleep. Kind of worked. You came home. You bought me a cookie. That was cool as shit yeah. to make up for a couple days ago. You brought home a chocolate croissant. You said that's yours, and then you ate it. No big I deal. Didn't eat the whole no thing. big deal. And BD. Come on, there was it was sitting in the fridge. So you it were didn't gone. go bad on the counter. So it didn't go step on the counter. Anyway, 
Not important. Kind of important, but not important, really. Vegan. Yeah, I need to put so a good. in the fridge either. <laughs> Listen, I don't need your comments as right as they may be. Uh, so the records that were combined with sitting and listening to music and doing the design stuff, and then I had a show later on that night. I had a backyard show in Silmar in a neighborhood I've never been to where I had the opportunity to steal a husky puppy and I declined. Should have really thought about it because it did leave the yard it was in mm-hmm. to follow me and hang out. Yeah, he wanted to be a friend. So we know from... What was the dog's name? What is it? Mary? Who was the... What's the little Aesop's fable where the everywhere the... Mary had a little lamb. Yeah. We were in a real Mikey had a little lamb situation. <laughs> and um, we could have fucking, I could have have a, have a puppy, but I would have made somebody else's family very unhappy. What was anyway, the dog's name, though? It was so funny. I know. We were saying a whole thing I'm yesterday. Back and forth. Fuck. Very funny. I'll never remember. No. But it was funny last night. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, I was I was in bed last night and I was tired as fuck. And I was like, yesterday was like, as close to a perfect alone day as you could possibly have. I was glad that you guys had a good day. Yeah. And, um, I was very happy that I had a very nice, like artistically fulfilling day. Yeah. We were going to come to your show because we swung by the house at some point. Um, and, uh, we hung out with you for what, like hour, maybe a little less than that. And we were going to come to your show <clears throat> we decided that we were going to go shopping. So we go into Marshall's and they have like That's a where bunch they of, sell sheriffs. They had a bunch of like Halloween stuff out and whatever. And there was like these two really cute um, candy jars. And one said trick or treat and one was a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> and I picked up the one that said trick or treat. I was like, oh, I should get this for the studio for when, you know... Halloween so times, October. Wine in it for yeah, the yeah. Rich yeah. Women. So, um, <laughs> sangria bowl. Because we had like a, we had last last year we had like a little like candy dish and whatever, and we put stuff in it. That's nice. You guys. Are um, cute. And I went to go like, I don't know what the fuck I did, but I dropped the lid or dropped something on top of the lid. Or no, I had the lid open and mm. I dropped the lid out of my hand. Oh no. And it like cracked and I like slowly put it back on and just put it back on the thing. <laughs> this is somebody else's problem. Yeah. This and, is a later on problem. Yeah. And uh Rachel <laughs> Rachel was like, just switch it out for that one. She was like, I like that one better. She was like, just take that one. And I was mm. like, Okay, okay. And then like as we're we like walk we do our lap around the store, pick out what we want. And as we're walking out, we walk right by the the Halloween stand, uh-huh. if you will. In in what day? It's August. Yes. Fuck. Yes. Wow. And did you know that they have Halloween gnomes now? I'm like, what the fuck? No, that doesn't exist. No. No, no gnomes for Halloween. <laughs> no gnomes. <laughs> no gnomes. Yeah, why? Yeah. Uh, They're like, what can we... Uh, uh, what are things that go on a lawn anyway that we can make spooky? No Halloween gnomes. Mm-mm. So, um, which I almost bought one for Lex because she's got a thing about gnomes. Anyway. Well, she is the size of one. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, so I'm like looking and we walk past the thing and I was like, oh, I think I like this. And it was just like a, like a silver skull. Uh-huh. And it had like a, a, a pop top, you know? And... I was like, I think I like this better. And she was like, me too. So I ended up taking either of the, of the jars that I, I broke. But you had a skull. But I did switch out the lid to the other one. But I did get the so skull. So you went there and you broke shit. Mm-hmm. And then you bought something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tight. Yeah. Where's the skull? It's uh, in the living room. Do you want to see it? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I'll be right back. Okay. While Zoe goes away, I'll remind you guys that I have a show. Uh, on September 25th in Portland, Oregon. And uh, you can come hang out with me there at the Siren Theater. There is uh, some tickets left. 
and you could find that. Why are you hiding it? I already I know where it, it is. Be, I like the reveal. Okay. That's good. Good content. Some tickets left. For what? For uh, my show in Portland. Oh, I wish I was going to that. Where are you going to be again? I'm not sure yet. Okay. I you may... just know that you're not going to be there. Yeah. Okay. So this is a Silver Skull, also jar-ish. Yeah. Ma- this looks like a skeleton had sex with a mason jar. Yes. And I'm made uncomfortable by the flat top. Why? Because it looks like a kid and play skull. Yeah. But skulls aren't flat at the top. Well, this one is. It sure is. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's not going to live here anyway. Yeah, and you're going to put sangria in this for the yeah. rich benches? Yes. <clears throat> I actually may be in... I may. I, I don't want to speak too much on it, but I might be in Greece. Fuck, man. You're going to be in Greece in September, too? That's September. September 25th? Mm-hmm. Goddamn, girl. Say hi to Christos Papakristos. <laughs> um, here's what I don't understand about this. So we have silver, silver I, all over. Yes. Four ninety nine. And it was cheaper than everything else. Wipe clean with a damp cloth. Yes. Wipe it with a damp cloth. Why don't you? So blackness on the eyes. Yes. To Scary. signify spooky spookiness, of yeah. course, uh-huh. but also that it is. Filled with darkness inside. Yes. What do we have here? That's a, what they're where the nose is supposed to be. Right, but, but the cartilage doesn't last. But it's a, just a little. Why isn't bonk, there blackness bonk, on the nose? Bonk a bonk. Because they don't. You don't need. There's no need for blackness on the nose. Yes, there is. No, there's not. Yes, there is. Because it's a who? hole. Says the way that skulls are. Says God who created the skulls. <laughs> on the on the fourth day, God created skulls. You should also paint one of these teeth gold. <laughs> that would be fun. We could do that. Um, kind of cool, a... kind of spooky. Gold Sharpie somewhere in here. Is there? I think so. I know we definitely have a silver one if you wanted <clears> to make <throat> it even more silver. But man, is that interesting. Kind of off-putting at the same time. But it is fine. So yeah, so then I, I go to Marshall's Break Shit, which I felt kind of guilty about. I may go back today later on. You ever hear that? Limp Biscuit song, go to Marshall's and break shit. Yeah, it's one of my faves. It was Fred actually Dirt. playing in my in my ears. Um, but then we were gonna go to your show, and you were like, "No, don't." Well, it's very far away, and there were seven people there. And so we decided <clears throat> that we were gonna go watch the sunset. Oh, nice! So we drove. Are you guys in love? Yeah, we are. So we go to uh, the Shangri La Hotel, and they have a rooftop bar. So we take the elevator up. Is that West Hollywood? Nope. It's Santa Monica. Okay. Well, didn't need to get so attitudinal about it. Just having a conversation. And we watched the sunset on Santa Monica Beach. That's beautiful. Meet a guy named Jonathan Uh there. We're sitting there. Apparently, Jonathan is also from Hartford, Connecticut. Get the fuck out of my ass. I know, right? And then I watched some girl almost eat it on a bird scooter while I was talking to him because I like saw her like wobble like out of the corner of my eye. On the roof? So no, yeah, from the roof down to the <laughs> to the street. <laughs> Fucking killer jump, dude. <laughs> and like I see her like kind of wobble and I was like, oh, oh and he's like, oh, oh. But yeah, it was like really nice. And then he was like, Oh, how did you guys meet? <clears throat> and I was like, Oh, through our, our husbands. Mm-hmm. And Rachel goes, and then we became soulmates. And he was like, I want to meet my soulmate. You oh, know, shit. it was just, it was really Well, she just fell yet. off the roof, Jonathan. Yeah. You could have caught her. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that Tom Petty song is about. Yes. Free Fallen. But yeah, yesterday was a good day. That's great, man. Um, uh, how many people would you say you've seen eat it on a bird scooter oh. in nine years of living in, uh, in Los Angeles? So many. Like over more than 10, more than 10. Yeah. More than 10. At least. <laughs> Dude, if you're drunk, a bird scooter isn't the best place for you to be. Mm-mm. But that doesn't, I could tell people that a thousand times. It's not going to stop. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So funny though. Fun story about the Shangri-La hotel. Also, uh-huh. it's one of my, I like going there, especially when people are visiting. Yeah. Um, uh, Theo and I, 
uh, one of the first times he came out here, we went on uh, on a date, which was really nice. We had a really nice dinner. Um, and then he was like, let's go to a rooftop. Great. Let's have, I was like, let's have dessert on a rooftop. He was Fuck. like, great. So we walk over to the Shangri-La and we had dessert. We shared a dessert, cheesecake, which was awesome. Oh yeah. And, uh, we had a drink up there and it was a lot of fun. That's great. Yeah. Cheesecake is, is consistently great. Mm-hmm. I would have, even if I was lactose intolerant. I would have cheesecake. I would never refuse the cheesecake. No. I would eat a whole cheesecake with my hands like an animal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like I like me some some cheesecake. Um Speaking of Theo though. How are we doing on time right now? Um, I don't know. Okay. Um Theo uh is a fifty dollar <coughs> sponsor this month. Uh, Thank you, Theo. And he's actually on his way here. I think I believe he gets here on Thursday. That's great. So Can welcome we'll back. The only person who wears more rings than me. I know. Maybe you can get a a, a few uh, ideas from his hands. <laughs> I don't know why I have a frog in my throat. Anyway, uh, so Theo is a fifty dollars sponsor, as you know. Uh, our fifty uh, a seventy five fifty and a hundred dollars sponsors get to promote whatever the fuck they want. That's true. Uh, so this well, month, barring our approval, right, right. So this month, you can't uh, come on here and be like. I gave you a hundred dollars. Talk about stepping on cats. Cause I'm not going to do it. And that's my promise well, to you. Sometimes it's an accident. So maybe then you can talk about it. Uh, so this month he'd like to promote, uh, his friend, uh, Becca and Ryan's topping adventures, toppings, adventures, blog. They chronic, uh, they chronicle their hikes, camping trips and adventures throughout the U S they show what they pack, review products, and take beautiful pictures of all the places they go. That's very nice. They are two. They are two of my favorite people in the world, and you should check them out. Also, their pup Cole tags along sometimes too. Their Instagram is at Toppings Trails, and <clears throat> and their <laughs> website <laughs> is ToppingsTrails.com, and the links will be. Oh. So you mean to tell me that I could read a blog mm-hmm. and see pictures from uh, uh, nature things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and travel things mm-hmm. and de- desserts Maybe. and accoutrement? Mm-hmm. Well, toppings. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about different toppings. And a dog. Right. That sounds great. <clears throat> Do they add their like meals that they make while they're camping? They put sauce on the dog. On top of coal? That'd be nice. Having a dog named Toppins would be cute because it makes everything better. You have your your couple or your family, Mm -hmm. and then the dog is like the toppings. Mm -hmm. Come here, Toppins. Or icing. Icing. Frosting. Having a dog named Frosting. Sprinkles. Frosting the snowman. (laughs) Frosting the labradoodle. Yes. Fuck, man. Um, Speaking of frosting. Yes. I, uh, so I talk a lot about the creative process a lot because I think that a lot of people on here are creative people. Yeah. And there's like a sequential, um, there's this sequential set of events that I've noticed in creative people and entertainers specifically. Okay. And I kind of made this list of like, there's these four things that happen to a creative person. Mm-hmm. And I've been noticing it more and more. And um, I think making people aware of it helps people avoid the pitfalls. The blocks. It. But also, this is the first time I'm making this list. Uh-huh. And it is unrefined. And yes. you might hear about it more and more. Mm-hmm. And I want to get your opinions on it. Because you know entertainers as well. Yeah, but I'm interested to see if it applies to me at all. Maybe. It's really anyone who gets good at a thing. Mm -hmm. But especially if that thing is like broadcast to an audience of people. Right. And if like the audience of people or the client list is like your 
one of your goals and one of your ways to gauge success, mm-hmm. I think this applies to to that. Okay. Um. So this is like the stages of an entertainer that I've noticed. Okay. An unrefined list. Okay. I get a little bit of music. Alexa, stop. Number one. Um, just starting. When you, do, when you decide that you want to do the thing mm-hmm. and you decide you want to do a podcast or you want to start an Instagram or a blog with your dog Toppins and you're hungry about it and you're excited. These are like musicians at open mic. And uh, I said musicians, not comedians, because musicians at open mic tend to be more excited to be there. Comedians at open mic go for a thousand reasons and half the people there are excited and half the people there are clinically depressed. (laughs) Um, But you're, you're hungry and you're excited and you're consuming a lot of whatever you want to do. And you're a fan of, of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's a great place to be. It's very new and exciting. All the people around you for the most part, friends and family are like, fuck yeah. Tell us when your show is. Yeah. Tell us how we could support you. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Two. I call this little taste of fame. Little taste. And this is exacerbated by things like like TikTok. Yes. You just start doing something and then because of the way TikTok works, maybe one of your things gets thrown on the for you page mm-hmm. and it blows up. Yes. And you get a little taste of what it's like to be viral and it feels really good and you get those endorphins kicking in. Mm-hmm. And what happens right after that in the weeks following that is your perhaps um, uh, discouraged by the fact that it doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's got to be a bummer though. Like that's got to be like, uh, you know, why this goes back to what I always say that like artistic people or anyone creative type people are always so judgmental of themselves. Mm -hmm. And then if something blows up and then something else doesn't, yes, you, it's like this high, high and this crazy low, low, you know what it does sometimes fucks your shit. It leads us gently into number three on the list. Yes, Becoming a dick. Yes. So in becoming a dick, you had that little taste of fame. You were hungry. Then you got a little taste of it. Now you know what it feels like. And you think you got it. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. And then you don't always, you can't always get right back there because you don't know what you did necessarily mm-hmm. to get right back there. Yes. And this is normally like you start to blame other things. And you start to, uh, uh, I've just seen so many other people be like, oh, this fucking, I got a shadow banned from this place or the algorithm, this, the algorithm, that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've been there. One of the things that I think saved me from becoming an ultimate, like discouraged, bitter dick is the fact that I had a whole, um, tiny music career before, you know, all of it. I guess a little bit overlapping the YouTube stuff, mm-hmm. but mostly before that even existed. Right. And I honestly think I'm so happy with the way that my life played out that I got to do this creative endeavor before <clears throat> like the whole, like uh, a lot of people who are younger than me, their whole shit became, I want to blow up on YouTube. Like right. even now yeah. people want to be a creator, but yeah. I was, I had a creative job before that, that, was an option. Mm-hmm. So I knew what it was like to like create something and be bad and then think you're good and then get checked into believing that you're not good. Right. And then you just kind of see how that plays out. <clears throat> and even now, I feel like I did that three times essentially. I had the music thing and then I had the whole YouTube ran the gamut of the YouTube thing. Mm-hmm. And now with being a stand-up comedian, it's like I feel like I'm very at peace with the way my stand-up journey is going mm-hmm. because I was able to like do these two other careers. Right. 
and I have this other list that I wasn't going to do, but it kind of ties in with this thing. Okay. So that's becoming a dick. And here you're at a pinnacle point. You could quit at the behest of your own uh, sanity and the right. people around you, or you can check yourself before you inevitably wreck yourself. Wreck yourself. Yes. So this brings me to my last thing on the list. It's number four. Um, getting it because you're very aware of the struggle mm-hmm. and recognizing that <clears throat> in other people. So I think about like, um, who's a good example? Like, uh, like Santino is on, he, after trying and failing at a bunch of things and getting really close to, you know, he, he had that uh, role on like mixology and stuff like that. And then that show got canceled. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that was like a huge bummer yeah. because maybe at the time, I honestly don't know, but maybe at the time he thought that that was going to be his like, whatever. Mm-hmm. He had stand up, mm-hmm. went through all the trials and tribulations of that, and then got into the bigger pool of like being a TV person and went through all the trials and tribulations of that. And now he's on like this hit TV show. So when you hang around with him, it's a very like calm, um, I've been there. I recognize where you are. Right. I can see where everybody is in between. Right. So you're not really a dick. You're just like where you are and you recognize and you see the struggle and trials and tribulations in everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really interesting. Yeah. He's a good hang. Sometimes. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. He's a good guy. So, um, yeah, man. And then to, this is the other thing that I wrote down and this is something that I've talked about a lot, but this is one of those, like, um, you recognize different things and then you, you tweak them a little bit. This Mm -hmm. is like a, a list that's constantly being like tweaked and refined Mm -hmm. do you have anything to add before i think i feel no i I feel like i i that's all very true you know and it's it's relatable you know for anyone that for anything creative that you're doing you know like it doesn't have to be that you you know went viral for one thing and whatever no it's like one thing for me i know it's like you start at the bottom right and all of a sudden you're an assistant and you've done a great shampoo. The next time you fucking soak someone from the collar <laughs> to the top of their ass. You know what I mean? Does that happen? Oh yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Not uh, for them, but for no. for me hearing the story yeah, afterwards. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Um and then, you know, you are on like this you know, high of that. And then somebody tells you how terrible you are and what you did wrong and you get yelled at. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're behind the chair, right? And you do a great blow dry and you do a great color and you do this, that, and the other thing. And then the next day you just can't get someone right. You just can't, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've talked about, no matter what you've discussed, you know, like all kinds of crazy shit is happening and you're like, what the fuck, (laughs) you know? Uh Uh-huh. Well, every day is a winding yeah. road. And then you can become kind of a dick because dealing with the public fucking sucks sometimes. Yeah. You know? And then... Uh, and then you just kind of coast. What do you think, as a hairdresser, what what leads... What finally clicks where you can like comfortably... And when you say coast, you mean like settle into your own thing. You don't mean like right. kick back and like. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. There's no, there's no, if you stop hustling as for what I do, if you stop hustling and don't do anything to try and further your skill set, you, either skill set or trying to keep building, like hairdressers are always building their clientele. Like that never stops because you have fallout, right? You have a client that maybe wasn't happy and you just weren't the right fit, right? So that person stops coming. So now you have to replace that people. Right. Yeah. People leave. People move far away, farther away. Even if it's five miles, sometimes it's too much, especially in a big city for them to like drive from 
fucking Beverly Hills to Santa Monica. Not that far, but it's that far. Especially you know if you mean? live in Beverly Hills. But Anything I, that's not at the end of your driveway is very far. Right. But I have a client, I have clients that work in Santa Monica and they, they'll come in after they're, after they leave work in order to stay getting their hair done. And that's just, but they would never come to me. I have a client that lives in Encino and then right now because she's not working. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, not going into the office, she's right. working, but. And now she comes in on Saturdays because it's too much for her to leave her house at five o'clock to get to Santa Monica for five thirty after she's worked all day, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. Where before it was just kind of like, oh, her husband would go pick up their daughter, you know, whatever. But, you know, it's a, it's, it's a lot, you know, and like you have to, you're always grinding no matter whether you're doing hair, doing videos, comedian, yeah. An actor, whatever it is. Right. There's like, you know, there's a parallel universe. I guess. And then there's always people. This is like the stage four of that mm-hmm. list. There's always people that are better than you and above you who, um, and I don't know, you know, sometimes these people are kind of few and far between, but they'll take the time to talk to you and understand you if they recognize that like you're in it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a little bit discouraged, mm-hmm. they'll sit and they'll talk to you and they'll have these like gems to drop on you because they've been there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's invaluable information. Mm-hmm. Like I was when I was hosting at the West Side the other night, talking to Orlando Leba. Who is fucking hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, and everybody should go check him out. Yeah. And adorable. Yes. Um, sat and talked to me about so many fucking things. And uh, just because I think that he could recognize that I was, you know, taking it all in and and really listening because I know where he's at and how hard he's worked. And he sees me at whatever stage and what I'm doing. Uh And it was just very nice. And you don't get that connection with everybody. But you do get it in the people that like could see somebody else and recognize them and where they're at. Yeah. Like I was talking to Rachel the other yesterday. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, venting a little bit to her about, you know, just like stupid shit, like everyday, like boss lady shit. Yeah. You know, um, I was complaining about my booking software and like, there were certain things that like I need to do. And now I'm, we're looking, we're going to hire someone to help us like a virtual receptionist, you know? Yeah. Um, like Cortana from Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And then it's like, um, you know, I got really lucky in finding Jamie, you know, like we started this business and Starting a new business, A, during a pandemic, which Rachel always is like, I still can't fucking believe that you started a business that's thriving, that's doing all of these things during a fucking pandemic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I got really lucky because I saw in Jamie what I see kind of in myself. Which is like fucking so rare. Yeah. And you can go through a thousand business partners before you realize that you don't share the same drive. And and I'm just like, I got so fucking lucky that that bitch works just as hard and puts in just as many hours and is just as, I mean, like she's, first of all, if you guys don't already follow Ms. J at play, Jamie Pierce Elwell, she is an incredible, incredible stylist, colorist. Like she's just, and it, I strive to be just as good as her, you know, like she's just a well of knowledge and just incredibly talented and fucking badass bitch. Like she's just badass. And I'm just super thankful that like I got so lucky that I don't have a lazy fucking business partner. Homie, dude, for sure. Right? Yeah. Like it's crazy. Uh, also her tagline because she is there's a company called Wella mm-hmm. and she's an educator for them mm-hmm. her tagline should be a Wella knowledge on her business card Jamie Pierce Elwell a Wella knowledge 
she's actually part of the uh, she's uh, she's part of their creative team so so she's the one who should have come up with that. <laughs> no but she's the shit she and even shit. like dude she's awesome she's been doing a bunch of stuff she's the one who motivated you to yeah. work out this bitch <clears> is <throat> fucking amazing she's gonna she's gonna be a wrestler dude <laughs> watch no, she's uh she's about to do a physique competition mm-hmm. uh at on Muscle Beach uh on Labor Day. Crazy. She's ripped so, as fuck. Yeah, she's fucking yeah, she's Jack. Yeah. Um Is was, that all we I got? I was gonna say something else, but I saved oh. it. So there's that list that I did, uh-huh. that's a very like how I see other people mm-hmm. and this other like list or just random set of notes that I made is I was going to go over it and it's stuff that I've gone over like a million times mm-hmm. trying to figure out why things are the way they are in creating stuff. And I'll go over it quick. Cause I know that we're, we're just about at the end of time. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that if I talk about uh, the way that I, and we've done things, uh, and refine that list over time that it can help other people skip steps or recognize where, you know, where they might get discouraged and help them get through that mm-hmm. faster. That's my whole thing. Yes. Um, I guess as it pertains to like, uh, like building an audience and stuff like that. And once in a while I'll get that, you know, comment where it's like they'll really like a video and they'll be like why don't you have a million whatever this person has a million whatever mm-hmm. um i i think i'm finally fleshing out the reason why i've never had a million whatever and i i don't think i ever will or not that that's ever been a, a goal mm-hmm. i'm always like the people who get it get it right and um so uh Again, you've heard me talk about this before, but I don't have a million followers or whatever because I don't, I don't just do one thing. So when you do one thing, it's very easy to fit in a box and be easily given to a million people fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I just watched a TikTok on this guy. He was making a clay pot. And it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the thing that he was doing was beautiful. And you could tell he's been doing it forever. And there were no words in this whole thing. Just a dude concentrating, kind of beautifully shot, making a clay pot. Even mm-hmm. if it was crudely shot with a fucking uh, cell phone. Yeah. It would still be a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So I can, I know for a fact that if I watch that video all the way through, even if I don't follow that person, I'll get other videos of people making clay pots. If I follow that guy, he's going to be fed to me all the time. He's going to make clay pots in my feed all the time. And I'm going to be suggesting other people that make clay pots. If you see a stand-up video of me, or if you see an advice video from me, or if you see a podcast clip of us, Mm -hmm. and then the next thing you see is something else. Mm-hmm. Like if you see a podcast clip and then the next thing you see is stand up, I'm giving you two different things. Mm-hmm. It's like we hung out and I was the best. We hung out and we went I cooked you dinner. Right. And then the next thing we hang we time we hang out. He didn't do it. Didn't, whatever. Then the next time we hang out, I'm like, "Let's go snowboarding." If you don't want to snowboard, but you know it's it's with me. Mm-hmm. Either you're on because you liked my personality so much, mm-hmm. or you're out because you have no interest in snowboarding. Right. If that motherfucker is making clay pots, you can give a thousand people will understand and be on board out of eight thousand people instantly because that's what that guy does. Right. I've never been like that. Right. I've always been like the way I like to create stuff is I like to make whatever I make. Right. And so that's why I have such a specific audience and the people listening to this and that have been listening to this just kind of like me and us as people. Mm-hmm. Even you're easier cuz yeah. you do you do your thing. Right. You're a hairdresser. Right. And uh I'm just this dude who feels the need to make all all of these things. Right. So 
I'm just saying that because it's so easy. And I think in the past I have been discouraged by like, come on, all I do is make stuff and I make stuff consistently and I've been here forever. Mm -hmm. Why can't uh, either people hang on or why am I like buried by some algorithm or whatever? But if you think about what it is in the process, it all makes a lot of sense. I'm not easy for a computer system to be like, you'll love this guy. He is a creative person. He's all over the place. Yeah. But that's why the people who hang on, hang on for so long. You've seen him on YouTube. Right. You've seen him on TV. Right. You've heard him on TV. Right. And I'm saying it's, uh, you know, I'm so thankful to have the audience that I I have because Mm -hmm. they are, they've hung on and Mm -hmm. they, they like me and they like us as, as people and as creative people. And I just, I guess I want to, if your brain works anything like mine, it can be incredibly discouraging if, um, if you expect a certain thing that you've seen happen to other people who maybe do one thing. Right. Um, but I want you to understand why that happens so you don't get let down or you don't let yourself down. And more importantly, if your brain works in a way where you do make a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. don't fucking cut yourself off at the knees and put yourself in the box and suppress these other desires to do these other things. Right. Um, because creatively it's very fulfilling, but it can be very discouraging if you don't know why your audience isn't expanding like other people's audiences do. Right. And you know, again, I've gone over this a million times, but every little piece of this puzzle that I figure out, I want to make for everyone so they don't have to go through all the, all the same shit. Yeah. Um, and then that was, that would have gone into the next thing with the stages of an entertainer, the people who I see get discouraged and change their personality because of one thing or another. And I'm just so happy that I had the whole music thing. So I, I didn't completely fall into a lot of the pitfalls. And now with like, you know, people who started in stand up who are now trickling over to YouTube stuff and TikTok stuff. I see them get discouraged in that online video world. Right. And I'm like, homie, just remember your whole like stand up thing. Yeah. Remember what you've been through right. and carry that on to the next right. thing. So I don't know who needs to hear it and I don't know if they're listening right now, but I do know that that is helpful information. Yeah, I'd say so. That's it. Sorry, this podcast wasn't as funny as the, as the other ones, but I felt really inspired. No, to... and that's great. And that's why it's ours and we can do whatever the fuck we want because it's ours. Speaking True. of doing whatever the fuck you want, patreon.com is a virtual <laughs> tipping and rewards website <laughs> where you give us a little bit of your hard-earned cash and our $10 group gets a shout out. And that kind of goes a little something like this. Uh, Monique. Uh, Quistorf. It's Quistorf, like Twistorf. Hold on. Quistorf, like Twistorf. Joe Penn, happy birthday, Starlight. JJ McToots. Rachel, Mia Hippard Roth. Mia Hippard Roth. Mike Genie, Alan Garcia, Katie, Katie, Connie Tryon, Ali, Mitra Cam, Antero Baez. Justin Batdorf, Ivana Dubin, Chris Fernandez, Burrow Babes, Johnny Rosito, Handcrafted Neckwear, CCPB&J, Reese Carnes, Gabe Earnhardt, which actually, Gabe, I sent you another link. I just did it today. Just did it today. Uh, Ad Mabbed, Chili Filson, Emily Padgett, It's Steph, Giant Tom Hanks, Lizzie Love, Gavin Welsh, Crossed Up, Someone Tell Aaron, Emily Buck. Jackie Hammond, Emily Page, uh, I'm sorry, Jackie Hammond, <laughs> happy birthday month, Page. Byron uh, just sent me the mock-up of the black and white uh, Welcome to Our Podcast t-shirt, and we should have done this a long time ago because it looks really sleek and nice. It looks pretty fucking dope. Just so you know. Happy birthday month, Page. I don't know why I called you Emily Page. Who is Emily Page? Nobody. Um, guy with long hair, Chris, uh, Chris Tree Fitty Blazit. <laughs> Tree Fitty Blazit. Uh, happy birthday, Chris. Anna Valles. Oops, just Dale. Jason Perryman, Benjamin Putz, Marcus Oreo, Marquise Cruz, Beth Bush, Snuggle Pig H, uh, Ryan Ashbrook, 
Christina Camille, Nils Nyquist, Just Standing, Josh, Jesus Christ. Steppen. Yes. Standing and Steppen, right? Yes, next to Josh, kind of Josh, nice. Standing and Steppen. Uh, Michael Johnson, Sid Trump, Joseph Dilcox, Ky- uh, Kayla Johnston, Jules Run, Faith the Dude, Grant yeah, Levisier, Chad bad, Clark, bad. Joe Finney, Heather Ashley, What is Cat, Katie Taylor, Zoya's Bodyguard, Shane Welsh, Jacob Alvey, Ivan Canoe, uh, Joe Ban, Milky Beans, Antler, Jess Enright, Lillian Carrillo, Gorilla Glue 62, Barrington Lloyd Lovett, Benjamin Fornicates. <laughs> he hates me so much. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, Chelsea Thomas, Bright Don't Cough. Logan Snyder, what happened to my music? Danny Sinclair, <laughs> Jacob D. Bradford, Mike, you're fucking up. Justine Bebestein, Mike is fucking up. Oh, there we go. Chris <laughs> Robinson, Just Josh. Uh, Sergeant Sparty, Ed Birch. Uh, Helen Ford, Noah Miller, Superfloss, Tatiana Clay, Danielle D. Verona, uh, John Robinson, Katie A. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Sean Stone, Valerie York, uh, Dev, Jesse Stillwell, Katie Lee G, Rab Devereux, <laughs> Don Bjork, Nestor DeLeon III, Darren McGrath, Louis Hernandez, Lure, what? Lure, like yeah. a fishing. Monique Quistorf. Again? Well, it's Monique Quistorf, but it's Q-U-E capital S-T-O-R-F. Okay. And this is... Actually, Monique Quistor. Who's the uh, other person? I think it's Trevor. Hi, Trevor. Uh, Troy R. Cody Ostalas. Felicia Shamberry, which who I'm going to see today. Felicia, and Matthew J. Palka. You Matthew guys, thank J. you so Pal- much for listening. Pal- we hope you enjoyed this as much as we love doing it for you. My guns are slowly starting to come in. Fuck yeah, that's me. You look great. Look at you. I saw abs this morning. Where? Anyway, <laughs> under my, my, my little layer of chub. Hell yeah. Still. Thank you. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you. We love doing this for you. I love you. And love I you. hope you guys have a great day. Also, if you saw us argue for five seconds, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs>